You may have heard the non-Catholic, not a Catholic, mayor of Chicago received the Holy Eucharist, Holy Communion, yesterday in Chicago at a Mass celebrated by none other than Cardinal Supich. Probably most of you recognize Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She is the first openly lesbian African-American woman to be elected as a mayor in a major city in the United States. And she came forward at Mass yesterday and received Holy Communion. Uh, I'll run that clip in just a moment. Um, but today I'm going to talk about two things in relation to the first is the Novus Ordo Vatican II hierarchy likes this stuff and wants it to happen. These politicians are so careful about every public appearance. When I worked in Washington, D.C., every time a Catholic politician came to a mass, there was always phone calls beforehand. Everything was arranged. Especially in our time period, they want to know. They call ahead and say, am I going to be denied communion? Is something bad going to happen? Nobody wants something on camera that can be turned into a meme or whatever. So be assured that when Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago came forward at a mass, a funeral mass for uh, Officer Ella French, I believe was her name. She fell uh, during duty in a shootout, I think at a traffic stop. May she rest in peace. When the mayor attends a Catholic mass like this, everything is prearranged. And she, I, I'm 100% certain, okay, I'll say 99 that it was discussed ahead of time with the Cardinal Archbishop of Chicago that yes, the mayor can and should receive Holy Communion and will not be denied. These things are not accidental. The second thing we're going to cover today is the 1983 Code of Canon Law. If you watch my podcast or if you've read my book, Infiltration, you know I'm not a fan of the 1983 Code of Canon Law. I think John Paul II botched the canon law in 1983. It's a disaster. I document how Cardinal McCarrick and creeps like Marcel Maciel and other uh, pedophiles and predators were able to use the wishy-washinesses and the changes in the 1983 Code of Canon Law to keep up their charades and their sins. The 1983 Code of Canon Law is weak. And in my book, Infiltration, if you read it, you'll see I'll put the 1917, the previous code of Canon Law, next to the 1983 Code of Canon Law, for example, on Predator Priest. And you'll see immediately that the 1983 Code of Canon Law lets these guys off the hook for their sexual crimes. We'll see today that the 1983 Code of Canon Law actually gives permission to Cardinal Supich to give communion to the Protestant, non-Catholic, lesbian mayor, Lori Lightfoot. We're going to see that today. So we'll begin in our prayer. We'll begin with the Our Father, and then we'll I'll show the video, and then we'll look at those two topics. Oremus. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Patra Noster, qui est in Celi, Sanctificetur Nomen Tuum, Anvenient Regnum Tuum, Fiat Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Cello et in Terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odiae, 
et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. If you like Latin, you want to learn to pray in Latin, I just released a 14-part series, a free rosary course that goes through all the prayers in Latin. There's also a section there if you're thinking, why are you praying in Latin? There's a whole video on there. I think it's 10 or 7 or 8. I think it's 10. 10 reasons why you should learn to pray in Latin. Not necessary, but you'll see it's powerful and a good idea. Um, also, before we get started, if you uh, enjoy these videos, please like the video. That's the thumb up. Please share this video on Facebook. There's a little share button. If you're in the live chat, you'll have to close that and then share it. And then you come back in the live chat. And also, please subscribe if you're new. And if you do, please hit the bell. And when you hit the bell, you'll be notified every time that I go live. There you go on the screen. It's actually not on the screen. It's below the screen. Uh, hit the bell. Okay, I'm going to run the video now. This is uh, Mayor Lightfoot. Let me get some of these things maybe off the screen here. You're going to see here in the top right hand of the screen, you can see the priest. They got their masks on. Uh, again, this is the, um, the funeral mass honoring uh, Ella French, who was the officer um, who uh, died on duty. May she rest in peace. Okay, I'm going to hit play, and here we go. I'm just getting triggered here. This is one reason why I just have to attend the traditional Latin Mass. Just right here. So here she is right here. You can see her face, the host. Again, okay. so there it is. I first saw this as a photo, and I said, "Ah, this probably isn't a Catholic church." I mean, would they really be that bold? Yeah, of course they would. Here's the blow-up of it right here. Okay, so as I mentioned in the intro, the liberals, the cardinals, want this to happen. Their belief is anyone, anyone can receive Holy Communion. Because ultimately, the modernists and the heretics in the church do not believe in redemption. They do not believe in hell. They do not believe being saved from hell. They believe all humans are wired and oriented to heaven. And unless... You're just like Adolf Hitler evil. Everyone's going to heaven. The Hindus are nice. The Muslims are nice. The Jews are nice. The Protestants are nice. All Catholics are nice and good people. Everyone's going to make it. Unless you're really, really evil. Even if you're really, really evil. They're going to believe that in the afterlife, God's going to persuade you or trick you into accepting him. And you're going to go to heaven anyway. 
That is their belief. That is the Nouvelle Théologie. Human nature is pre-wired. It's a form of Pelagianism. Human nature is pre-wired to already accept God. Now you might say, well, isn't, I mean, doesn't St. Augustine say, um, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee? That's true. It is true. Did God make us in his image? Yes. Did God make us to have a relationship and to love him forever? Yes, yes, yes. All of that is true. However, with the introduction of original sin, which is another thing they don't believe in, they redefine and minimize original sin. But with the, the introduction of original sin, we are slaves to the flesh. We are slaves or in bondage to sin, to use the language of St. Paul. We prefer to rebel. We prefer to do evil. We prefer to be selfish and not generous. We prefer to serve ourselves and not serve God. This is the problem. And this is why God sent his only begotten son so that we would not perish, but that we would have everlasting life. This is the basic gospel. But the modernist heretics do not believe this. And so... They want to be there to be no exclusion. Everything is inclusion. When it comes to Catholics who don't believe the Catholic faith or are not living in conformity with the Catholic faith without repentance, you can think of pro-choice politicians. They think it's fine for them to receive communion. Yesterday, we talked about Pope Francis and how he says, he doesn't observe the commandments as absolutes because he's justified by Christ. And we went back and we looked at how that's actually a Lutheran doctrine, but that Karl Rahner in his teaching on the fundamental option theology basically has the same idea that you can do whatever you want. Luther says you can even leave your wife. As long as you have faith in Christ, or Karl Rahner would say as long as the fundamental option in your heart is for God in the most general way, your actions won't deprive you of heaven. That's what these people really believe. You have to understand that that's what these people believe. Now, I'm going to put it back on the screen here. Here is Lori Lightfoot and her partner. All right. She's mayor of, mayor of Chicago. Chicago's not done well under her, by the way. There's been... Uh, last year, there were 769 homicides in Chicago. I mean, that's like two a day. Just murder fest in that city. It's completely out of control. Now, as I also said in the intro, Blaise Supich, who is the Cardinal Archbishop of D.C., knew she was coming. They already discussed it ahead of time. Hey, Lori Lightfoot, our mayor, is going to come forward for Holy Communion. Give her Holy Communion. Lori Lightfoot is not going to risk coming forward in the Catholic Church and being denied by the priest wearing the mask right there. Politically, she is never going to do that. She was already assured, I guarantee you, that she's all good to go. And this is pushing forward the agenda of ecumenism. Remember, 
that for post-Vatican II modernists, they don't believe in evangelization as in go to pagan people who worship idols and totems, teach them that their worship is false, teach them that there's one true God and Jesus is the Savior, receive baptism and enter the church and live a life of faith and good works, receiving the Eucharist at the Holy Mass and going to confession if you commit mortal sin or at least once a year. That's not the good news for them. The good news for them is, hey, all religions have elements of truth. Ergo, all religions are going to get you to heaven. Therefore, the most important thing we can do is dialogue and have ecumenical meetings. That's what they believe. Now, part of the problem is the 1983 Code of Canon Law. I have all kinds of problems with the 83 Code. But the 83 Code covers the situation with Lori Lightfoot. And I'm going to read it to you. It's a little boring. Code of Canon Law is legal stuff. It's law. It's canons. But for this topic, it's important to follow. So I'm in the 1983 Code of Canon Law. Uh, for those that don't know, the Code of Canon Law is the rule book. It's the manual. It's the laws. It's the canons that the cardinals and the bishops and the priests, the deacons, and us laity follow. So there's not chaos in the Catholic Church. Okay? So this is Code of Canon Law. 844-3, or comma 3. Quote, and I'm right here. Oh, this side. Catholic ministers administer the sacraments of penance, Eucharist, and anointing of the sick licitly to the members of Eastern churches which do not have full communion with the Catholic Church if they seek such on their own accord and are properly disposed. Pause. Taylor, why are you talking about Eastern Orthodox? Okay, it's important as we get to the next one. But what's important here so far is three of the seven sacraments have been listed here. Penance, confession, Eucharist, and extreme unction, or as they say in the Novus Ordo, anointing of the sick. Continuing, this is also valid for members of other churches, which in the judgment of the apostolic see are in the same condition in regard to the sacraments as these Eastern churches. Okay, now the next one, 844,4. If the danger of death is present, or if in the judgment of the diocesan bishop or conference of bishops, some other grave necessity urges it, Catholic ministers administer these same sacraments, that's the three I just mentioned, licitly also to other Christians not having full communion with the Catholic Church, who cannot approach a minister of their own community or who seek such on their own accord, like Lori Lightfoot, provided that they manifest Catholic faith in respect to these sacraments and are properly disposed, end quote. So 844,4 is the big kahuna. It says there's three conditions. You have a person who's, uh, I think Lori Lightfoot is a uh, African Methodist Episcopalian, AME. That's what she belongs to. So in three conditions, Lori could receive, according to this 83 canon, penance, Eucharist, or extreme unction, danger of death, judgment of the diocesan bishop, or 
conference of bishops. Um, wait, is that three? Yeah, that's the three. Danger of death, judgment of the bishop, or judgment of the conference of bishop for some grave necessity, and that's not even defined. I mean, you could maybe say, well, it's the mayor, and it's a funeral, and a cop died, and she's there to honor the cop, and she's baptized, and so the diocesan bishop in this case is Cardinal Supich, and Cardinal Supich gave it the two thumbs up, gave it the green light. This is why I've been saying it's not enough for trads to be in the traditional Latin Mass or the Divine Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom. We must have traditional theology. We must have traditional liturgy. We must have traditional piety. That's why I say, don't eat meat on Friday and pray the rosary every day. That's part of our traditional piety. But we also, as Catholics, must have traditional canons and the 1983 Code of Canon Law is a major problem. I don't hear a lot of traditional Catholics talking about it, but we need to talk about it. The Code of Canon Law in 1983 was changed for the worst. The worst. And one of the reasons, I know all you Catholics out there are like, why are all these bad bishops out of control why is there no accountability in the diocese? How come you have all these priests doing these naughty things? How come you have all these payouts and all these lawyers? Nothing's getting fixed. Nothing's getting done. It's because we have a soft, weak code of canon law in 1983 that doesn't do anything. The old code of canon law in 1917 would actually list punishments, recourse, what to do. The 1983 just says, uh, the bishop should impose some just penalty. What does that mean? Go on a retreat for two weeks and then come back to the parish and do more naughty stuff? Traditional Catholicism needs a traditional liturgy, a traditional theology, a traditional piety, a traditional priesthood, and a traditional code of canon law. Let's talk about the problems of 83 code of canon law. Okay, so you see that on the screen. You can see how Cardinal Supich could read these two canons and say, well, yeah, I got a grave situation here. This non-Catholic mayor, Lori Lightfoot, the first African-American lesbian mayor in the U.S., uh, it's legit. She should receive Holy Communion. The same thing has been said by Cardinal Casper. Cardinal Casper is sort of like the ecumenical wizard in Rome. Here's Cardinal Casper right there. And here's what Cardinal Casper says regarding intercommunion between Protestants and Catholics. Now, you'll know part of the problem is, and a friend of mine recently asked me this, and I'm glad he did. He said, hey, I was at a Catholic funeral, and the priest said, if you're not Catholic, don't receive communion. But I, he said, but I believe in Jesus, and I believe that it's really the body of Christ and all that. And I said, well, there's a couple problems. Uh, one is most Protestants believe it's just a symbol. They don't believe it's really Christ, substantially really Christ. And we talked about what that means. I said, the second problem is in order to receive communion, you have to be in a state of grace and not have mortal sin. So if you're Protestant and you're 45 years old, the chances that you've gone 45 years and never committed a mortal sin are pretty slim. You need to go to confession. So you have to have the right faith. 
which is the entire Catholic faith. And then you have to be morally disposed and having gone to confession to receive Holy Communion. And since Protestants don't have either of those, they're not allowed to receive Holy Communion. And this goes back to 1 Corinthians, where St. Paul says that we have to discern the body and judge ourselves so that we can receive the body. All right, so Paul says, if you eat and drink the body and blood of Christ unworthily, Paul says, you eat and drink judgment upon yourself. And we don't want people to eat and drink judgment upon themselves. Yesterday, I talked about this book, Catholic Perspective on Paul, that I wrote. There's a whole section on Paul's Eucharistic theology, and I go through all those verses and what, what's meant there. So if you're a Protestant, and you're kind of like, well, what's really going on here with Catholics not letting me receive communion? I encourage you to get this book, Catholic Perspective on Paul, and go through what he teaches on the matter, because it's what the Catholic Church actually teaches. Now, that being said, teed up this thing with Cardinal Casper. Cardinal Casper says this, quote, the two encyclicals, and he's referring to um, documents encyclicals written by John Paul II, insist very much on the Protestants' adherence to the Catholic doctrine on the Eucharist, that is, on manifesting the faith which the Catholic Church professes, to quote John Paul II himself. This seems very important to me, Cardinal Casper says, because the sacraments are sacraments of faith. For a true Lutheran, based on confessional writings, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist is obvious. The problem is the liberal and reformed Protestants. Especially with them, the problem must be clarified in pastoral conversations. Certainly one cannot ask of a Protestant what is normally asked of a Catholic. It is enough to believe this is my body given for you. Luther also insisted on this. Even a normal Catholic believer does not know the most developed doctrines of transubstantiation or consubstantiation, end quote. Here's what's the problem. Cardinal Casper, first of all, thinks all you lay people out there are a bunch of idiots that you don't know what transubstantiation is. Guarantee you, my kids know what transubstantiation is. We go over it for their first communion. They know that it's not bread and it's not wine. It is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ and that the accidental properties remain, like the smell, the size, the taste, the look, all those things. But the essence, the substance, is Christ himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. My, my uh, seven-year-old could tell you that right now. So Casper thinks that we don't know that and that it's not important. He even believes that Luther's doctrine, which you could call consubstantiation or impanation, that it's fine as long as you believe in Luther's version. See, Luther believed that the body of Christ in the bread overlapped in space, almost like water inside of a sponge. That's kind of crass, and I know some Lutherans will say, well, no, 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 but that's kind of the idea that the bread is still there, but that Christ is really there. That is the teaching of Martin Luther, and Martin Luther rejected transubstantiation, which is heresy, and heresy sends you to hell. But Cardinal Casper says, look, as long as they basically believe in the heretical, the high heretical view of Luther, then Protestants in these ecumenical things could actually profess what he deems Catholic faith and receive Holy Communion. 
And yet the Council of Trent, we have to keep coming back to the Council of Trent, says that we must believe in transubstantiation, not consubstantiation. We got to believe the real doctrine, not the fake doctrine. It would almost be like saying, well, Arians have a high view of Christ, and although they don't believe that Christ is consubstantial with the Father, um, they at least have a high view of Christ pre-existing his birth. So, uh, yeah, they're legit too. No, that's not Catholicism either. Catholicism is the Greek, kataholos. Kataholos, kata according, holos the whole, everything. You believe according to everything the church teaches, not 50%, not 30%, not 99%, 100%. So Cardinal Casper, he's, by the way, Cardinal Casper is also the guy who said, hey, we can make room for there to be kind of the Eastern Orthodox idea that you can divorce you can be sacramentally married, a man and a woman, and then divorce and then have another wedding, but it would be like a a, uh, a downgraded wedding, kind of how the Eastern Orthodox do. Cardinal Casper's on that too. So Cardinal Casper, peace. So this is just an example, and I, I, I'm going to close with this. We are going to be scandalized more and more by these cardinals, by these archbishops, by these bishops. They do not uphold the Catholic teaching that was held by Pius X, Pius V, Thomas Aquinas, Bonaventure, um, St. Augustine, even St. Paul, St. Peter. It's not the same religion. There's similarities. There's definitely a similarity of languages, but there isn't a there isn't a continuity. There is a rupture here. There is no way, there is absolutely no way that if you went back to 1270 and you sat down with Thomas Aquinas and you said, hey, could we have a lesbian non-Catholic mayor receive Holy Communion at a funeral mass. Work that out first, Thomas. He just said this is just not possible. Just not possible. And yet for Cardinal Supich and the priests in Chicago, it's totally legit. And they celebrate it. Do you think James Martin is going to come out and condemn this? No, he's going to promote this. This is what they want. They love the chaos. What do we do? Well, we preserve the faith. Are we perfect? No. Am I a sinner? Yes. Do I go to confession a lot? Yes. Do I need redemption? Yes. Am I a saint? No. But I believe by the power of the Holy Ghost, I've been given the gift of the faith. And I want to believe 100% of what was taught by my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by the 12 apostles, by the Blessed Virgin Mary. I want to believe everything that St. Mary Magdalene believed. I want to believe everything that St. Justin Martyr 
believed, and the Cappadocian Fathers, and St. Athanasius, and St. Leo the Great, and St. Augustine, and St. Basil, I already said him in the Cappadocians, and St. Gregory the Great, and St. Benedict, and St. Scholastica, like all these saints, that's what I want to adhere to. And I know for a fact that none of them would approve of this. And the liberals admit it because they speak about pre-conciliar Catholicism, pre-Vatican II Catholicism, pre-1960s Catholicism, and when they talk about post-conciliar or post-Vatican II Catholicism. James Martin does this, Bishop Barron does it, Cardinals do it. And they themselves admit that, well, ever since Vatican II, I once heard a priest preach. He said, we used to believe that Catholicism was the one true faith, but ever since Vatican II, now we know that all religions reach God. Heard a priest say that once. He admitted the problem. Well, ever since Vatican II, now we believe. How, how can Catholicism morph and change and transform? If it's the one true faith, they don't believe it's the one true faith. That's the problem. So what you need to do out there is you need to read your Bible every day. You need to reprogram your theology and read the Catechism of the Council of Trent. Read a traditional Bible, not a Protestant Bible, not the NAB. Get yourself a Dewey Rames Bible. Pray the rosary every day. Teach your kids. Get the Baltimore Catechism. Get old school. Find a traditional Latin Mass. And try to be a saint. You gotta be saints. All right, if you like this video, please hit the thumbs up. Please share it on Facebook. Please subscribe. And click the bell. Uh, speaking of traditional rosaries, I'll be giving away on September 8th the Nativity of Our Lady, two beautiful rosaries from Seraphim Rosaries, one white one for a female and one black one for a male. They're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I love Seraphim Roses, and uh, I like to give away uh, rosaries just to promote the rosary. Uh, if you'd like to be in that drawing, everyone who's a student at New St. Thomas Institute and all the Patreon patrons, will be in that drawing on September 8th. If you want to be in the drawing, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. That's me. And I appreciate all of your generous patronage to make this show possible and my writing and other work as well. So thank you to all the patrons. And uh, I hope this rosary uh, expresses in a small way my gratitude for all of you. And make sure you are praying that rosary every single day if you don't pray the rosary you're not on the team so pray the rosary every single day and remember our lord jesus christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth so go out there and be salty god bless go pray a rosary